1: Six foot six above sea
2: level I grab the mic because I like to take you to another mental level Low no power, frequency, radio modulation The big sound from underground We bring the truth to places truth is never heard before
0: We bring the sound communication of our tribal Good, Good afternoon, Madison. You're listening to WORT 89.9 FM. I'm your host, Ali Muldrow. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday um we had like a little remix of our intro happening but we are we are getting started huge shout out to our engineer ashley who's holding it down for us working working all the buttons The Milwaukee Black Theater Festival kicks off tomorrow, August 9th, and runs through the 27th. The three-week-long event is a celebration of Black arts and culture and features both free and ticketed events at venues across Milwaukee. Joining us to talk about the festival and the program she's participating is Sherry Williams-Pinnell. Sherry, how are you doing today?
3: Oh, I am feeling that groove just a moment ago, that remix of the theme. So I'm in a great place right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ashley's getting down. OK, she's holding it down and she is getting it down. She was like, we're switching it up today. Let's get a little bit more expressive. Let's get a little creative. Let's stop and start this track. Um, I, I'm I'm so excited to see and hear about what you are doing um, in this year's Milwaukee's Black Theater Festival. Um, but this is not the first year you've participated. When did you start uh, getting involved with Milwaukee's Black Theater Festival?
3: Well, I'm actually one of the co-founders. Oh my <laughs> good, okay. So I've been there since the very first one, which started during the time of COVID, and everything was virtual and then the following year a mixture of virtual and in-person and then finally all the way live and in person um, last year and now this year the fourth year. Can you believe wow. it? Fourth year. So I believe we're here to stay. So glad to be under the leadership of, of um, Black Arts MKE and uh, Just a a transferring, I'm going to say a a passing of the baton from Uh from a past role that I've had to now being able to watch these young people doing their thing. And And I'm enjoying it very much.
0: Oh, that's incredibly exciting. Can you talk a little bit about why you wanted to start this festival, why folks got together and thought Milwaukee needs a black theater festival? What 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 motivated you all to make this happen?
3: making sure that we saw the stories we wanted to tell that really represented us and were about us and by us on the stages. And also to cultivate the the, uh, talent and the art that exists within our city and the surrounding area. We have playwrights and actors and designers and all kinds of theater makers who deserve to be seen and heard and to grow we're cultivating for the future
0: i really appreciate talking about kind of the stories that we we want to see and that you know are our important to us for folks who have never attended this festival you are a a, a producing part of 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 a performance that'll be part of this year's festival, the meeting. Talk to us about why that particular project spoke to you. You wanted to get invested and involved in the meeting.
3: Oh, absolutely. Brownsville Arts Ensemble presented a reading of the meeting this past January as a part of the MLK, Dr. Martin Luther King holiday. And the response was so positive. We said this piece, this play by thatson deserves a full production. So we thought the Milwaukee Black Theater Festival was the proper place and the the table, the proper venue, with support from Sister Venus Williams, who is the director of the table, which is Venus
0: is, is Is Venus Williams just everywhere?
3: Because isn't she? She's the, everywhere. She's the garden she's too, right? <laughs> and she's she's everywhere doing good things. Yeah. Doing. As, as getting into good trouble, as John Lewis would say, right? The late John Lewis. So uh, when we got ready to produce the, the play for the Milwaukee Black Theater Festival, I said, although I would love to direct it, I said, it's time to, if we, we to be about this, the business we say we are. And that is cultivating the new talent. And so there's this young director uh, who spent some time at UW Madison by uh, the name of Denzel Taylor. And it's an opportunity for the young men who were in that reading of the production to experience a full production of the play. And so we have three students from UWM Peck School of the Arts, where I also teach, (laughs) who are in the roles of Malcolm X, Dr. King and Rashad, who is the um, bodyguard for Malcolm X. So um, Ethan Hightire in the role of Malcolm X, and um, Brian Maxwell in the role of Rashad, and Najee Robinson is Dr. And this piece is so important because it's an imagining. Jeff Stetson is (laughs) such a a creative, and I'm going to say a, a, a theater maker who uses his imagination in such a way that he is taking us to A fictitious meeting between these icons but we get a chance to experience their humanity they're not treated as 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 the icons that we have known them to be but we're seeing their humanity we're getting a glimpse into a room in a private secret meeting and hearing their discussions about their realities and maybe the lack thereof of a future you know Mm.
0: yeah yeah. I I am so excited to to see this now when if folks want to go to this festival, they have three weeks that that they get to kind of consider, you know, looking into Sherry, can you talk to us about when we would be able to see the meeting? Are you all performing this production the entire three weeks from the 9th of August to the 27th um, mm. or no. or is there just one day where we got to show it's up and walk it? One weekend. one
3: weekend, one weekend. And um, so we are looking at the weekend, uh, the second weekend of the festival. And it's that uh, Thursday, Friday and Saturday at the table venue, which is on um, 53rd and Capitol Drive in Milwaukee. And the performances are at 7.30 p.m. Um, it, it would be lovely to, to spread this time out, but to offer even three performances, giving people an opportunity to experience this play, I'm, I'm glad to be able to do that. The theater is an investment. We don't ask anyone to work for us uh, for free. So we um, believe in investing in the talent, and we do what we can. Mm. Thank you so much for speaking to that, and
0: I, I agree. I think like you, you've got to be willing to invest in the arts if you want to sustain artistic opportunity for people. Um, so yeah. thank you for for letting people know how they can attend the meeting um, and and talking a little bit with us about your work. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to WORT eighty nine point nine FM, Madison. I'm your host Ali Maldro. This is a public affair, and today we're talking with Cherry Williams Pinnell who is a native Milwaukeean who has performed, directed, and written a number of Milwaukee's theater for a number of Milwaukee's theater and art organizations. Among her many positions, Sherry is the co-founder of the Milwaukee Black Theater Festival and is the producing artist, artistic director for Bronzeville Arts Ensemble. With that ensemble, she is producing Jeff Stinson's The Meeting During the Festival, Sherry, uh, when you think about kind of the the work that you're really looking forward to seeing at this festival, do you feel like you get a chance to kind of come into contact with the projects that other folks are bringing to the festival? Or are you really kind of honed in on on the team that you're supporting um, and, and available to them? And you kind of have tunnel vision until you all, you know, hit the stage.
3: Oh, yeah, I, I really I don't have the tunnel vision, but I'm learning to allow people to do their thing, to be there, to make yourself available. But we have young people who are so ready, so capable that it is it is an honor to be that elder and to just witness their process. They're doing excellent work. And but speaking about standing on the shoulders of those who have come before us. Bronzeville Arts Ensemble is also producing an evening. It's a conversation with Everett Marshburn, who is the five-time Emmy Award-winning journalist, documentary filmmaker, who is also the producer of Black Nouveau on public television. It's here in Milwaukee, but it goes all over the state, this this beautiful production. And he is going to talk about his uh, Africa, his experience with the Black theater in America. I mean, this is a man, he's like a a local treasure that we, I I think sometimes we don't really understand just how monumental um, of impact he has made and what he has experienced as uh, a person who has this affinity for theater brought up on the East Coast. Uh, he worked in public television in Baltimore and DC during the. I'm going to call it the the uh, heyday or the really the the a phase in African American history of the black theater when it was just really going strong. I mean we're experiencing a renaissance now, but when he was a young man and growing up on the East Coast, he met people like James Baldwin, August Wilson, Diana Sands, Lloyd Richards, Vinette Carroll, Mickey Grant, Douglas Turner Ward. These are names if you don't know, you should know if you are interested in black theater. These are the people who helped to found what we know today as um, the, the black theater experience to be able to tell the stories that mean so much to us, writing original work and then getting it produced and forming the, the theater companies like the Libre Ensemble Company and uh, you know the the Black Rep and all of these, the, the companies that are encouraging the newer kids on the block like um, Bronzeville Arts Ensemble. So he's going to spend an evening with photos, with his storytelling at Wisconsin Black Historical Society on this coming Saturday, August 12th at 5 p.m. And um, it's uh, here in Milwaukee and this event is free and open to the public.
0: I think it's really important to let folks know that there are events that are ticketed, but there are also events that are free and open to the public, including the monumentous event that you just described, Sherry. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to WORT 89.9, and we're talking all about the Milwaukee Black Theater Film Festival, which kicks off tomorrow and goes through the 27th of August. So check uh, Milwaukee
3: Black Theater Festival.
0: The Milwaukee Black Theater Festival. Yeah. My apologies. <laughs> Thank you for Don't that worry. correction. <laughs> Did you start out being an artist? Have you been an artist your entire career? Did you, did you know you wanted to be involved in theater in acting and performing um, as a young person? How did you get your sh- start, Sherry?
3: I knew this is what I wanted to do, but I didn't always have the support to study. And I'll give you, I, from the time I was a child, like so many other um, African-Americans of, of my generation, starting out in church, with those long speeches and in the church the children's choir and but when I was sixteen I was in my first professional um, production and it was for theater under the stars here in Milwaukee it was a production of showboat and uh, I th- had opportunity uh, to meet professional actors from all over the country who came to be in that production. Um, This was 1976. So that was a part of the bicentennial. And um, as it turns out, I knew this is what I wanted to do. But when I got ready to attend Spelman College, my mother said, you're not going to invest all that money in a hobby. (laughs) So I ended up getting um, a bachelor of Science in Natural Science but my concentration was in human sexuality education. So I came home to Milwaukee and worked as a, uh, they called that a family life educator, which is a euphemism for sex educator, family sex educator. So I did that work. But the whole time I was at Spelman, I was in the dance corps. I was in the touring, um, the, the glee club, which toured all over the United States, the Morehouse Spelman glee club. So I was always singing, dancing. Uh, so in a way, I, I got my training through the back door <laughs> <laughs> because I was around beautiful people like uh, Dr. Moselle Spriggs and uh, Dr. uh, Roland Allison, all of these beautiful, uh, uh, Dr. Joyce Johnson. So I still was able to to get some of the foundation I would need. And then when I returned home to Milwaukee, I sang in uh, professional choruses, then auditioned for Skylight Music Theater, Florentine Opera, um, I got an opportunity to work at the Rep, to write for the Rep, for the touring companies, for the education programs, first Stage. So it's all of a sudden, I have, uh, my, my husband said to me, he says, you know, you can't go be away all day and all night too. So do the thing which feeds your soul. It was the arts, the arts won. And I haven't looked back.
0: hmm So you were you were working day and night to do what you loved. Um, I think so many of 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 us who have had an interest in the arts have been told that you're not going to be able to make a living, that it is a (laughs) hobby, that, you know, it is it is less than important. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that. When when you talk about you know finding your space in the arts, particularly in theater, because I think oftentimes um, people of color feel feel d- deeply limited by opportunities within theater. For me, that started as a very young person. It was really obvious at my high school. Um, who the, the plays were, were for or were not for and, and I was very lucky because I had a theater director who did historically black plays um, but if I grew up at a school where you know the only play that was going to happen over the course of the autumn was Sound of Music I would have known it wasn't for me that there wasn't a part in that play um, for, for somebody who looks like me what does it mean for you as an actor to see the Milwaukee Black Theater Festival um, really ensure and and protect a space for Black artists and performers to showcase their talent in a world that so often um, limits the spaces and the roles that Black people are allowed to play within, within the context of theater?
3: It means everything. And we know today we keep saying representation matters. Well, it not only matters, it is a lifeline. It is a lifeline. And when I think about uh, the, the founders of uh, Malkia Stampley, DeMonte Henning, um, um, uh, Brent hazelton uh, and, and myself, the, uh, this was the goal all along, to make sure that the voices were heard, the representation was on the stage, but most importantly, these are our stories created by us from our experience living here in this America (laughs) and bringing them to the stage with the, I'm going to, to say also the talent, the people who are the theater makers behind the scenes as well. Not only cultivating the talent that's on the stage, but behind the scenes, in the shops, Creating the, the, you know, from the the costumes, the the scenic design, the music um, design, the lighting, and uh, and it comes in stages because you sometimes you have the people who are ready and you have those who need to. I'm going to say have the the mentoring, so they may be working with someone who is um, not an African uh, American, but certainly has a heart for the people, for our people, and want to work with us. in in telling our stories. But little by little, the talent is rising. They are coming and they are ready. And, you know, it's just like Bato and Kendall, they're ready and they're doing a, a great work. Uh, in taking the leadership for the festival so I am just uh, I'm very pleased with what i with what I see the direction of the Milwaukee Black theater festival and as long as god allows me breath i will will be here and to support and to contribute in any way that, that I can. Sherry, the story of the
0: struggling artist is one of the more kind of common tropes of our current reality. Were there mm-hmm. times throughout your career where it was hard for you to make ends meet, where it was hard for you to find parts, where it was hard for you to be cast? Um, is, is that struggle real and part of why something like the Milwaukee Black Theater Festival is necessary?
3: It is real. And um, you can have a dinner and a, a, a table with 12 wonderful actors and all of us will have our story. To tell. My personal story is um, after I went to UW Madison to get my uh, MFA in directing, um, this I finished in 2009. And as it turns out, when I returned to Milwaukee, there was a whole changeover of leadership. There were people who didn't know what a Sherry Williams Pinnell was, looked like, used to be, or whatever. And I was starting over, but this time not so much as a performer, but as a director. So, yes, I had to begin. Uh, And it was frightening there for a while, because as I I said, there had been just this huge shift in Milwaukee's theater community. And there was no at that time, uh, Bronzeville Arts Ensemble. So I had to, you know, to pay my dues as a director. But I thank God this is this is the honest truth for first stage that little theater company that I started working with um, back in the nineties, they remembered me when I returned and uh, the artistic director, Jeff Frank, you know, I contacted him and uh, he says, Oh, you're back. Well, let's get started. And I haven't stopped, Uh but I'm going to tell you there's something to be said about not burning bridges. And yes, we get angry, we get disappointed. Um, there's a lot to be said, and, and, and rightfully so. But I also believe that uh, once you establish uh, relationships with the theater companies, if you can help yourself, um, keep the door open. Always, uh, this, this theater is a very small community. And when I say that, I'm not talking about Milwaukee, I'm not talking about Wisconsin, I'm talking about the United States. A very small community and almost everyone knows everybody. Sherry, you so just gave, gave us a good reputation.
0: you just gave us the perfect pivot to kind of connect the dots between you and our next guest. Sherry, I cannot <laughs> thank you enough for joining us for all the work that you have done to make the Milwaukee Black Theater Festival possible. I look forward to seeing the meeting. Um, hopefully, folks, if you're listening, you can turn out for that show as well. Sherry, do you want to remind our listeners before you go when and where they can see the meeting as part of the Milwaukee Black Theater Festival.
3: You can see the meeting at the table. It is uh, opening next weekend. Forgive me about dates. That's my one thing. I got that date thing that, but Vato and uh, Kendall can get more specific, but three days, three opportunities to see the meeting produced by Brownsville Arts Ensemble. And thank you so much, Ali. Beautiful.
0: Oh, it's so lovely to have you and to get to hear about your life and your career and the beautiful work you're doing this year. I hope that I bump into you at the Milwaukee Black Theater Festival. And now I want to welcome our our other two guests to the show. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to A Public Affair on WORT 89.9 FM Madison. My name is Ali Muldrow. And today we're talking about the Milwaukee Black Theater Festival that begins its three week run tomorrow. Huge shout out to our team today, engineer Ashley, our receptionist Steve, our producer Jade, and our news director Shelly Pittman. Um, We are going to jump into the second segment of our show, so we have Kendall Johnson joining us. Kendall is... The Arts Education and Artistic Associate for Black Arts Milwaukee. She is a singer, songwriter, fashion designer, and creative director. And she has brought a guest with her, a little surprise guest, Vado, who is uh, one of the directors this week during, or these weeks during the festival. Kendall, Vado, how are you? We're pretty good. How
2: are you? We are doing great.
0: I'm doing really well. I'm really excited by the work that you're doing. I love that Sherry kind of set us up to talk about how small the theater world is. Um, there's there's a lot happening in in theater right now. You have the writer's strike, which is really changing the yeah. way people are relating to cinema um, and and film and TV. Um, and then you have, you know, folks, folks, what you all are doing. This might be a really great time if you are a person who feels the writer's strike, who is not getting your usual uh, kind of relationship to the arts. The Milwaukee Black Theater Festival is right on time to kind of bridge that gap. Can you all talk a little bit about your involvement in the festival and what it means to you to participate?
1: So me and Bato are festival directors. We aren't directing any specific shows, but we are just making sure everything runs smoothly as a festival. Um, To give a little background of me and Bato, we are not theater people. Um, I give that story or that spiel all the time of I'm a vocalist. Um he started off styling and wardrobe. Wardrobe and also you did a little bit little bit of music too. Yeah. There, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I also did costume. Um so Theater wasn't really our first love. You
0: all are sounding real theatrical for not theater people. <laughs> well, I'm extra, like, I'm like, extra. costumes yeah, so and music. It. Um, that sounds very green room to me. But okay, <laughs> yes. so let's go back to how you're not the theater people running the theater <laughs> festival.
1: I mean, I guess the theater just called us. You know? yes. it wasn't a thing that we were looking for, but it was something that we just fell into and. I like, think we
2: didn't even think it existed. For I mean, we just got into this about two yeah. two and a half years now,
1: yeah. Um,
2: and we didn't even know it was something that was tangible for us, right? So we just are at the right place at the right time, meeting yeah. the right people, and they're yes, seeing us and our passions, and just like, "Yo, y'all are amazing do Do y'all want to try this?" And we're yeah. like, "Well, we do this, so yeah, let's give it a try."
1: And I I love the connection between Black creatives and the theater world. Um, coming from a classical music jazz background, I understand like being in those hubs of creatives. You just are diving deep into your own world, and you may not even look up to see who you can relate to outside of the music world or outside of the theater world. So, the, what I love about the theater festival it is a connection between all creatives. Yes, especially bringing me and Bato into this with no real theater background, it allows people who are intimidated by theater and don't feel welcomed by theater to come and feel welcomed and enjoy a show.
0: Kendall and Bato so, can I just say how much I appreciate um, you two talking about kind of your entry point into this and what it looks like to not necessarily see yourself in this space and realize like I have the skills not only to be in this space, but to lead in this space. Um, I also just want to thank you all for being here the day before the festival starts because I yeah. imagine today is like nonstop for you, sun up to sundown. Yeah. You all are hustling hard to make sure that the next three weeks um, kicks off and people, you know, feel great about what they get to experience in terms of the arts. What are you all most excited about? Um, you know, launching into tomorrow. What What does today look like for you in terms of getting prepared for tomorrow, and then? Once the ball is rolling, what are you all excited to see and participate in? Vado, we'll start with you.
2: Like the last minute things. Um, it gives you anxiety, but it's also fun, right? So like something that's very simple and small recently. I just got a text message like, don't forget the cones. And I'm like, cones for what? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, Youth and Family Night. We need the cones for the thing. We didn't even think to grab the cones. I thought someone else was going to get them.
0: Okay, talk we- to us about Youth and Family Night and these cones. Because I'm like, oh, I have you- three children. Oh, like know, who... I- what who who are we bringing we can bring the kids this is a family friendly event
2: everyone. You, everyone. perfect segue into the three weeks right so the youth and family night is food kids young people performances um for the adults as well it's not just for young people we have shows mm-hmm. we'll have there's many components. That and we're when gonna... you
0: say young people, are you talking about adolescent youth? Are you talking, you know, everybody from my toddler to my 17 year old? Who are babies. the young people?
1: Yeah. So we have like young performing groups. So, yes. like elementary school, middle school. Oh, my schooler. goodness dancing they'll be performing they'll be doing some theater things so yes. it's a place for literally every age you all out there
0: listening know you want to go see some elementary school kids do a play yes. like they because little <laughs> little kids take it there yes. nobody nobody embraces theater with the level of conviction that a small child pretending can um oh, no. <laughs> so very very exciting and it's exciting to hear that you are you know, thrilled by kind of those little logistical components of like, we got to make sure we have the stuff to, you know, because when you're doing something for young people, like those little details are, are can make and break you, you know? So you want to make sure you got it together. I want to, I want to switch over to you a little bit, Kendall. Today is the, the last day before you launch this festival tomorrow. Um, what are kind of the last little touches that you're working on today? What are things you're really excited to see uh, jump off tomorrow?
1: Um, so I love to work. I, it's a weird thing to say. I don't want to say I love working in stress, but I love the pressure of time. It's time to perform. It's time to turn it on. So this it's hitting me, but it hasn't hit me yet. Um, that it's tomorrow, but I'm really excited to open doors for young people. Like we say, youth and family night, that's for the young middle school, elementary school. But then we have like the Audition Masterclass uh, (laughs) facilitated by Marty Goble. And just to have a masterclass to teach you how to audition is so important, especially considering that Milwaukee is looked at as almost like a, like a, I don't know, I don't know the word, but almost like you just can't grow here. You can't do anything. You can't be a working creative. And I really feel like there's just a lack of understanding of These are the things that make you professional beyond your talent, because we have a lot of talented people in Milwaukee, and Wisconsin, but they don't know how to break from just the talent. So I feel like the Audition Masterclass brings you beyond just what your natural gift is.
0: I love that you're talking about kind of talent and tools, right? Yeah. Because it's it's talent kind of opens the door. Um, tools keep you in the room, right? Um, and yeah. so I, I think like saying, hey, we want to empower our community and particularly like recognizing um that that folks in Milwaukee, that the Black community in Milwaukee has not been invested in in the way that that we yep. should be, um, and so reconciling that and doing it for ourselves is something you all should be tremendously proud of. And I am deeply excited to hear about the work you're doing. I also want to say both of you kind of talked about like the thrill of the pressure of the day before, and that is also really theater geeky of y'all. Like that is <laughs> you are, like I'm like you, you are, are not you're I not be gonna out. get away with this like y'all are true theater nerds you are so amped about you know every every detail of this and i think that that makes it incredibly exciting for people to get to see what you all have done and to see what your support means um in terms of producing this festival i i want to ask you know if folks who are listening want to learn more about the festival want to pick their favorite things to go to think about how to spend the weekend in milwaukee to see as much as possible we're, we're aired all over the place. We're online. This is a podcast. How should people know how they can get involved, participate, become part of the audience this, this next three weeks at the Milwaukee black theater festival?
1: Um, well, like most young people, um, which is where we really want to center our, um, this help to um, you can follow us on Instagram. Just go to Milwaukee Black Theater Festival on Instagram. You can save the dates and save them in your calendar right from Instagram. And if you want to go to our website, you can go to, to uh, Black BlackArtsMKE.org. Um, and also, don't just hold yourself to this festival. The whole point of the festival, it's an open door. Yes. But after the door is open, you can continuously walk through so Black Arts MKE is continuously bringing opportunities. And if you tell us that you're in need of something, I wanna learn how to whatever, tell Black Arts MKE so we can bring in a professional to help us with and cultivate that in our city.
0: Thank you so much for speaking. I love that you can do this on Instagram. I've got to be honest. I'm like, that works so well for me. I'm like, yeah. I usually feel very middle-aged on this show, but today I'm feeling like the youths. I'm feeling very <laughs> young. I'm going to catch y'all on the gram. Um, I'm glad you didn't say like Snapchat. I'd have been like, uh-huh. no. oh. but <laughs> not young enough. I'm not, yo- I'm not young crazy. enough for that. Um, but Instagram, it's, it's nice to be able to follow you all there. When, yeah. when you think about kind of, the, the big nights of this festival, because it's it's three weeks, right? So you have what's going on during the week, you have things that equip people with tools, you have learning opportunities, you have workshops, you have all all sorts of things happening. What are kind of the big headline events that you're like, yo, if you could only make it out for three things, this is what I recommend.
2: Number one, I would say Monroe Mudrow, uh, for sure. is just a beautiful play, all black people. Um, relatable experiences, uh, and you'll get it. I think it talks about these two different generations uh, having issues and making it make sense. So I think that we need people to come out to something like that.
1: Yeah, because it's it's something that hits home. You know, mm-hmm. I think things that are relatable to us, so like Mudrow, but also the meeting. Yes. That's taking two people that everyone knows, Malcolm X and Martin Luther King, and having this conversation that they Uh, supposedly did or did not have and I know that people like to put this barrier between both of these leaders of one was violent one was peaceful so we're on opposite sides when in actuality we're fighting the same fight and that is something that we have to keep in mind as black people every single day whether you're fighting people in Montgomery or you're in the church praying we're all doing the same thing and trying to get to the same goal um. I
0: so appreciate you saying that, but I do think I, I'm, I am very interested in seeing the meeting. I'm very excited by this play. And I also think that misinterpretation of... Martin Luther King Jr. as non-violent and the simplicity of that versus um, Malcolm X as pro-violent, which I'm like, Malcolm X was not pro-violent. Malcolm X was pro-self defense, and there is a difference. Oh, yeah. And I and I think today is a great day to talk about self-defense, given what is going on on Black Twitter. Um, I hope I hope you all have just been enjoying um, the references to folding chairs. The way that I have, I've just been really living for that. Like I bought so many earrings. Um, so I'm, I'm hearing. You you all gave me two examples of things we need to turn out for. What what is the kind of finale if we could only go to three? What is your third? Your your we want to get into your top three.
1: I would say the the poetry uh, the night, poetry night. Yeah. the poetry set, which is towards the end of the festival. But I do feel like like we said before, theater is something intimidating to a lot of people, and they don't feel welcomed. But poetry, spoken word. Um, monologues, theater, they all kind of like morph into one thing. So if you can sit back and listen to like a poetry set, snap your fingers and clap and, you know, do what you got to do in that space, you can do the same thing in a theater space or inside of a theater watching a play. So if you aren't going to come to a show, at least come to the poetry set. It's a very laid back. We're doing it at North Avenue Market, which just opened up this year, last year. It's a very (laughs) new space, but it's very... Uh, I want to say hipster, black hipster, new age. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So
0: I'm like, we can get kind of cute and do yes, this poetry, yes. and then you get to be like a little interactive. You get to, you know, it's a little bit more playful because it can be hard to like sit back and watch an entire show. So if you're watching kind of these these different artists, you know, bring you know, a a bunch of stories to the stage. Um, It's a heck of a way to spend the night. If you're just tuning in, we're talking to Milwaukee Theater Festival, Milwaukee Black Theater Festival. Um, co-directors Kendall Johnson and Vito Vacara the three week festival starts tomorrow and goes through August 27th if you have questions give us a call at 608-256-2001 um, we have the organizers of this festival they know everything about it everything that's going to happen <laughs> so anything you want to know about what you should be prepared for um, what you, how you can participate how you can support please give us a call we would love to let you know the answers to your questions Uh, Again, the number is 608-256-2001, and we will patch you through so you can be live on the air with us. Or if you just want to call and ask our producer a question, she will type it to me in the chat. Um, Y'all, as you get ready for the festival tomorrow, uh, I, I imagine that there are a lot of people who have questions for you right now, from from the public, from from audience members to the folks who need your support to make their show happen. Uh, one of the questions I've been thinking about is what what is the role of people who are non Black in either attending this festival or uh, participating in it? Uh, do do you feel like you want this space to be exclusive to the black community um how can folks who are not members of the black community participate in the space um and support the space and show up in ways that are are thoughtful and and you know celebratory of what y'all are doing
2: i say by black people for everybody um that's the best way i can sum that up like we're not discriminating towards anyone we want everyone to come in um and we need other people to see our experience and what Black theater looks like. So, uh, everybody show up. Please.
1: And I think it's, it's fun because we're co-directors and sometimes we have different views on things, but also that helps bring perspective. Um, I say FUBU, you know, for us, by us. Um, Understand okay, Fubu, thank you for, for taking us to the late
0: 90s. <laughs> I, I see <laughs> I'm gonna you. Say,
1: I'm going to take it. <laughs> <laughs> but I, there are so many theater companies for people that are not us. There are so many opportunities, opportunities and spaces for people that are not us. And if you feel obligated to come into spaces that are predominantly for us, by us, we will welcome you, no doubt. We will welcome you. We we will love you in that space. But just recognize the privilege and the role that you play in that space. Mm. Recognize what you bring to a space like this, and what how you can help others in the space like this. Um, just be observant of what we have and what we don't have, and. Um, Be gracious, give us grace in this space, because when you're doing, when you're doing things for the first time, when you're doing things in the beginning stages, we aren't going to come out swinging like those other theater companies or those other arts organizations. We're still in our baby stage. So yeah, that's, you can come, you can come, we want
0: you there. I, I, I like that you're like, you should come, but you need to come. Correct. And I also like that you that you have to you have to eliminate that comparison between other festivals or other theater groups that have gotten to be better supported and better established um, because we have a history of uplifting certain communities and and. The black community is not the community. We have a history of, of, of uplifting. Um, right. And so I think you all trying to do that work and asking people to support that work in meaningful ways is so incredibly powerful. Um, if folks cannot make it out to the festival, but they want to participate online or they want to donate to what you all are doing, or they want to make it easier for a young person who can't buy a ticket to get a ticket, what should they do?
1: One, they can contact us on uh they can email us um on our website, go to blackartsmke.org. You can donate directly there. You can tell us what that donation is for. So if you want to buy a ticket, give us the twenty dollar donation for a specific ticket, write it in there saying this is for but row for someone who can't go. This is for the meeting. Let us know what you're doing. Um communication, just Plain old simple communication, because I feel like if you really want to be a part or you really want to help, you will put yourself out there and contact us. We're not um, robots. (laughs) We're not um, anyone that's going to bite or fight. We really are here for the community and the community is you. So if you want to help, then just contact us instagram we have facebook we are real people we have our own instagram Facebooks. we also are artists outside of this you can contact us we are very tangible people
2: things are always cycling we're yeah. always posting we're always updating yeah there's something happening some production some training yeah um all year round programming you, we just got out of the what what was the thing you did the programming with the young
3: people
1: oh uh the black arts mke um i am summer arts camp so there's opportunities outside of just this festival, and it's it's just a call, an email, a DM.
0: Do you all see a lot of folks showing up to support this work? What does the support for the work that you're doing look like? How do people let you know that they like what you're doing, that they want you to continue to do it, um, that it's important to them? Have have you gotten those responses? What does that look like?
2: Yes, and. Oh, I'm going to say yes, because we go to the block parties, the festivals, people see us and they're like, we proud of y'all, like, keep going. Uh-huh. But we like, hey, you know somebody that's putting this together, so make sure you show up, because yeah. we have a tendency of wanting something and getting it and not being present for it. Mm-hmm. So we are trying to root for us yeah. um, and tell people to come out and just show up. Like, don't think of theater as this thing, like... You have to be an actor to show up to something like this. Like we're wardrobe stylists as yeah. well. So like, there's many avenues in theater that you can be a part of, and mm-hmm. if you come, you'll find all those avenues.
1: And even just to that point of like going to these festivals and block parties, um, if and I can't fully
0: remember your uh, question, but so I really want to just say, how how have people shown you all support for the festival?
1: So I think that's okay. So I think people put a big um. They make things too big mm. they make things too hard for themselves and when before instagram before social media before even talking on the phone you had to walk to that person and say i support you i love you i'm here for you i love everything you're doing or you had to be in the room you had to be in the spaces you had to keep keep up with what was going on you don't just you know say "Oh, that's good and you don't put it in your calendar to show up It's literally just being a human and a person and understanding that you're dealing with other people. We, if you want to love us, love us in the space. If you want to tell us that you uh, are proud of us or are happy that this is happening, tell us. There are many ways that you can contact not just me and Vato, but like the actors, our Milwaukee artists. These directors are Milwaukee directors. Milwaukee is just as big. Just like Sherry said, the acting community is this big. It's so small in the U.S. Just imagine what it looks like in Milwaukee. (laughs) You know where we are. (laughs) And if you are not an actor, like you said, um, and you're just a creative and you know someone in some way, just tell them. Don't just, you know, sit on it and hope and pray that they know that they're doing a good thing. I think we need real tangible support sometimes even if you just send a letter in the mail just tell us Mm. in any way that you feel like you can
0: (laughs) well That being said, our producer, Ashley, or I'm sorry, our engineer, Ashley, just said, I'm proud of you all. I'm glad this festival is happening. And I feel the exact same way. And I don't want to speak for Jade, but she did book y'all on the show. So it seems that she would feel similarly. We are so grateful for the work you all are doing. I want to ask, are there people who have pushed back and said... Why does it have to be black? Like, why? Why do we need this festival? Why can't it just be a theater festival that's inclusive of everybody? Um, are there people who have a problem with what you all are doing, and what does that look like? Um, ain't nobody I, saying nothing to me. I was about to say, I
1: ain't gonna this say nothing. To <laughs> you know, just as simple as somebody can give us praise, they can tear us down in those Literally. same DMs and letters and whatnot. Um, there has been some type of.
2: Subliminal
1: situations. But at the same time, that is just a part of being a black person in the US. Sometimes, you know, racism and like hate doesn't happen just straight up. (laughs) You know, they're not going to say it in your face. No, and Wisconsin
0: is known for the subtlety of our racism, although I think if you are black and you live in Wisconsin, there is nothing subtle about it. We have one of the largest achievement gaps in terms of education in the country. We have the most disproportionate prison system. You're talking about a state that's about six percent African-American that has about 40 percent black. Forty percent of the people we incarcerate are black. Um, So. You know, the, those subtle things turn into to major things quite, quite quickly. And I think that in Wisconsin, people are used to seeing black people as specific kinds of stereotypes They're used to the idea yeah. of black people as of uh, in uh, living in poverty of black people as single parents or black people as folks who are experiencing incarceration or hardship. Can we talk a little bit about how this festival space makes room for alternate stories um, for the Black community and and space for Black joy and Black celebration?
1: Well, I mean, if I want to, to those like specific things, if you want to talk about the story Monroe, those are talking about generations and different perspectives. So (laughs) some people may say, you know, those are, two groups or two different types of Black people. Um, they were raised in the same household, under the same roof, with the same situations, and just grew, just became two different kinds of people. And I feel like this is a space, this festival is a space specifically Monroe and um, these uh, master classes, is a space for Black people to just be themselves beyond, I guess, just being black, because because we get those labels on us. Sometimes we just fall into it. Yeah. Just this is all we all are in the space. Especially if we're in a space that's predominantly white or predominantly non-black, we just oh, let's just play the role sometimes because it's easier than trying to always um, deal with the subliminal things. Um, but this is a space where you don't have to really do that. It's almost kind of strange. I feel like my first time being in an all-Black space, in an all-Black art space, I didn't know who I was fully mm-hmm. without being the loud Black woman. Mm-hmm. Um, coming from a classical background, people automatically thought I was into R&B and into, you know, all of the Black uh, music. And I wasn't. (laughs) I loved Paramore. I loved Green Day. I love things like that. And I kind of fell into what people thought about me. So these spaces, well, being in a space as an artist forced me to relearn myself and forced me to look at myself and really be real with who I was and what I was really into, you know? So these space, this space, this artist space, this theater festival is a space for the alternative Black person, for the typical Black person, for, for all Black people.
0: Is the arts a space in which we maintain segregation? I so greatly appreciate you talking about being stereotyped um, as somebody who's interested in R&B. Because my dad once said to me, you know, the R&B charts and the pop charts are the same chart. They're just a segregated chart. Beyonce doesn't sing rhythm and blues. Beyonce is a pop artist. Um, But she is on the R&B charts because she is a black pop artist. Do you all think that segregation in the arts is is something that we need to proactively combat? And if so, how does the Milwaukee Black Theater Festival do that? How do we combat uh, segregations in the arts by having a a Black Theater Festival?
1: Um, I think representation of of different people and from different backgrounds with the same skin color makes it a a lot easier to understand. I do feel like sometimes, especially looking at big things like the charts, right? Those are not controlled by Black people. At <laughs> all you know, at the all. music industry, the, the industry itself usually is not controlled by somebody of color. So when you're trying to fight an industry, it almost seems impossible, but in actuality, the industry is influenced by the people at the bottom. So things like the theater festival, Make it, yeah, because you know how, well, I I don't know how old you are, but I don't know. Like there's a time, there was a time where black women found themselves within their hair. You Mm. know, before it was like a silk press, before it was like perms. Um, Now we had, there was like Solange and like all of these natural uh, black artists started to, kind of love themselves in a different way and we just caught on to it. We were like, oh she could do it and I could do it. I That's guess. literally how it is.
0: No, and to- I, I love that analogy in terms of talking about why the Milwaukee Black Theater Festival is a tool for desegregating the arts, because this is about creating a space in which you can be unapologetically black and mm-hmm. proud to be black and where you can showcase, highlight and put the spotlight on the experiences of black people. I am so excited to attend this festival, y'all. Thank you so much for joining me, Kendall and I'm so sorry. I don't have your name written on my sheet anywhere. Now it's moved in the chat. <laughs> Bato, I'm so sorry. Kendall and That's Bato, fair. thank you for directing the Milwaukee Black Theater Festival. It kicks off tomorrow, folks. It goes until the 27th. Make it out there. Um, be proud of these folks who are locally leading and doing beautiful things. Take your kids, take your grandma, um, take that best friend who who needs a good cry. Uh, there There is so much going on over the course of the next weeks. I I will see you there. Thank you for tuning in to WORT eighty-nine point nine FM. power
2: frequency radio modulation.
1: The big sound from underground, another pirate station. We bring the truth to places truth has never heard before.
2: We bring the sound communication.